to the Cage Dam Chronicles, uh, new setup, um, not sure if it's a new feel, new look, uh, yeah, you can see, I just wanted some sort of backdrop, <laughs> I've tried getting a setting, something like this set up for the longest time, you know what, I have a better idea. That's better. Now you at least get you know what? There we go. Alright. <laughs> I'm stubborn about that. At any rate, um I've tried I tried recently to do a new DM one oh one episode. Uh it timed out on me during the filming. Um But basically what it's going to be over is building your campaign world. You know, how do you want your campaign to be set? Um, how do you want, you know, play interactions to go? Um, I got more room on my desk than I thought. Uh, different desk set up. I've been, I'm using the desk under my bed now, so. That's the new uh, spot for my camera at any rate. Um, but, how do you want your campaign set? Where do you want it set? And the where is important, because if you set it in some place that you don't really care about, you give your players no reason to care about it. And your players are going to need every bit of reason to care about your campaign. I mean, you're... Not building this for you, you're building this for them as well, so. It's a matter of building it how you would want them to enjoy it. You know, I mean, like, not necessarily, like, get everything they might enjoy together in one place. But, although that might work if they don't collect. I'm sorry, if they don't clash with each other. But if they do clash with each other, then then of course you got a problem, you know, what are you going to do? So, you got to be careful on that. Um also, don't let them be uh I mean, be okay with the players giving ideas. Um something I recommend when it comes to campaign setting is let your char players make their characters first. For the game, and then utilize their backstories to draw together the world. And really, that's what I did with my current campaign, and it turned out pretty well. So, um, suffice to say, uh, <laughs> it's a lot better the second time through than the first time. Because uh, first time I tried making a world, I did it, and then it limited the players, obviously, because I was just using set rules. If they set it before I set the world, they set the tone for me, and I gotta live up to that. And I'm fine with that. 
I mean, really, it depends on the players and the DM them, themselves as to um, what the world turns out being. I would just personally like to recommend um, making sure it's a place that the players are going to care about rather than a place that no one's going to like being at. Because you don't want to just say, oh, here's the barber shop. Because, like, who's going to play if it's that lackluster, you know, that lackadaisical? So it's just. It's a matter of making it an interesting and fun campaign setting. Um, I mean, there's. Uh, published ones out there. Um, there's Ravenloft, Greyhawk, Dark Sun, uh, Forgotten Realms, Eberron. Of course, Greyhawk and Ravenloft aren't in 4th edition D&D. And for, like, Pathfinder, oh my gosh. Last time I was at a comic book store, I saw at least four or five different campaign settings. And there's probably a lot more than that, so... At the very least, you're stacked when it comes to campaign settings in Pathfinder. Now, other games, Star Wars, it's all about time frame. Same with Star Trek, um, Modern D20, that's solely on the DM. Uh, D6, I mean, there's a lot of these that are based solely on the DM as to how, what the world looks like. GM, if it's not D&D, but otherwise, you know, there are pre-made ones out there, but I do recommend using your creativity. Make it your own version of the world if you want to run a pre-made. Like, say something changed the landscape far worse than normal, like a cataclysm or a Shattering, like, is what's happening to the Forgotten Realms, which is leading to 5th edition D&D. So, but, um, make it your own world. Make it unique. Make it fun. Make it something the players want to come back to each week. Because if you don't, it's just going to be routine when you play, and you're just going to quit eventually. And that's not fun. So, make it something your players will enjoy. And after that, it's basically, you know, who you want your villain to be. You know, you don't have to set your villain early, you know, like, right off the bat. But I would recommend having, like, a good idea of uh, what you'd want your villain to be like. Uh, probably about middle of heroic tier if you're playing... Uh, fourth edition, but middle of the first five or six, or during the first five or six levels in, you know, games where 20 is the level cap instead of 30. But, um, at any rate, run, uh, or, you, you're gonna want to have a good idea of what your villain's like, because... The villain's kind of what drives the characters during the story. Like, maybe cast a few ideas to possibilities for the villain. 
early on, but you're going to want the villain to be present at some point and really give the players the idea that some bad stuff's going down. So, but yeah, at any rate, um, I say that a little too much. Uh, you're going to want, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the villain d doesn't have to necessarily be evil. Um, like, I've heard um, Spoonie from the Spoonie Experiment, uh, Counter Monkey, his stuff, uh, he once mentioned a lawful good guy being the villain because he believed that druids were pagans to his deity. And, you know, that makes sense. I mean, you want to be all in on your character's alignment and religion. So, it's going to cause friction if that happens. But, at the same time... I can feel the heat radiating off that <laughs> new lamp. That's uh, the only reason why this works. But, at any rate, um... You're just going to want to make sure it's all set up and ready to go and... Eh. I'm losing my train of thought. It's not fun, so... But this is probably going to be a short episode because I can't keep my train of thought. But at least I got it out this time. Uh, so, make a fun campaign setting. Know your villain fairly quickly. Um, give your villain some good, strong minions so that the players aren't just easily plowing through. Give them a test. Don't make it tough, but give them, like, a test to try and get them, like, make them feel like they've earned this stuff. I kind of botched that recently. Uh, but I ain't gonna do that again. But, um, mostly because it's just not challenging for the players. But at any rate, I, I'm gonna leave y'all with this challenge to come up with the most dastardly villain you could think of and then come up with the complete opposite and think which one would actually be the most evil villain without actually being evil see how that fits into any campaign you run well with that note uh, that's it for this episode of the Cage DM Chronicles DM 101 series. Uh, this is your host, Natan, and I'm in back to the cage. Until next time.